Hey everybody, this is Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode, a delayed episode of the Candy Apple Press podcast known as The Feminization Boudoir. I am your host and my narrator this week is Shayla Aspasia, who has turned in a great, a great audio. If you are one of those wonderful, wonderful listeners who runs right over to Clips for Sale, and buys these audios after the podcast. Um, hold on a second. Uh, so you might notice this is part four of Surprise Sissification. Part three has been up in um, clips for sale, but it's been blocked. And I only recently found out why it's been blocked, and I never really fixed it. Um, they really have cracked down on not having photo licenses for um all your models and of course like most authors i buy stock photographs i get most of my photographs from depositphotos.com free plug and um so i don't have like the you know the rights for adult pictures because they're not adult pictures you know i might use a woman putting on makeup and say it's a sissy and that's our book cover so I found out from Mistress DJ, because she had a cartoon where this happened, um, that the problem is I had two models on the cover and only the release for myself. And so they blocked it. So I'm going to fix the cover for, for part three. Uh, Shayla is waiting for my cover for part four. So both of them will be up by tomorrow. Uh, I apologize for the delay, but I really, really wanted to get this podcast out since it's already a day late. Um, so without further ado, it's part four of Surprise Sissification, where a guy, um, meets on a dating site, one of the girls that he really had a crush on in high school, and who also was one of the ones who bullied him in high school, and he finds himself in the exact same trap, because her roommate happens to be kind of the uh, worst of all of them, so it's a, uh, challenging and delightful situation he finds himself in so without further ado here's part four of surprise sissification a five-part series surprise sissification part four written by kylie gable and claudia acosta narrated by shayla aspasia the girls had been clever. They had to be. They knew that in a still picture or across a dimly lit gym at a dance, Tom made a very convincing Kaylee. In fact, both Amber and Melissa had been pestered by male friends wanting to know who their friend was when they saw Tom dressed up and hanging out with the girls. Being close enough to a guy that he could be romantic with him would be awfully tough for Tom. And while his humiliation, when a guy asking him out discovered his true gender, would be fun to see, it wouldn't bring him any closer to prom. They found one of the new football players who didn't have a date for homecoming. Matt Hurst had been dating Jana Swisher for the last two years. 
The backup quarterback was one of the best-looking guys on the team. But Janice Wisher was the highest of all queen bees. None of the girls in school wanted to be in her crosshairs. So when Tom asked them to homecoming, they politely declined. Tom would have no such choice. The girls began building Haley up to Matt. They showed him her best pictures and created a Facebook page for her that Tom didn't even know about. The real reason for the page was to post sexy pictures of the humiliated boy girl. But they immediately friended Matt. They also made several posts, supposedly from Kaylee, pining away for a boyfriend and cursing her luck for being alone for homecoming senior year. It was less than two weeks until homecoming, when the girls finally had enough confidence in Tom to have him meet Matt. Amber decided to host a party one Saturday night when her parents were in Europe and they made sure that Tom was dressed to impress. He wore a pink knit crop top and a blue denim miniskirt. He had on some sexy calf-length black boots and dark tights. He was very fashionable, even if he was a little dressier than most of the other girls at the party. Lana and Melissa led Tom through the crowd, looking for the footballer. But she didn't spot him until they made their way into Amber's huge backyard. He was standing with a couple of friends by a small koi pond with a beer in his right hand. He was a bit taller than Tom, but he didn't look nearly as imposing, and he assumed a football player would be in his sweater and khaki slacks. Hi, Matt, called out Melissa. This is the girl I told you about. Hi, girls, he replied, looking Tom over from his high-heeled shoes to his hair extension. So, this is Kaylee? The one and only, said Melissa. Tom felt a sharp pain from Lana, elbowing him in the ribs. Uh, hi, he said nervously. Hi, Kaylee, smiled Matt. We've been following each other on Facebook for a while now. It's weird to finally meet you. Well, thank you, Matt. I'm a big fan of yours, replied Tom. Really? Nobody told me you were a football fan. It's not like I play much, said Matt. Well, whenever you play, stumbled Tom. And, you know, I followed the practice and stuff. I like to hear that, said Matt. We need to get you a drink. That's a good idea, chipped in Lana, but I'm sure Kaylee would like to dance first. Motioning to the big crowd of high schoolers dancing inside the house. I'm sorry, he said. You're right. Would you like to dance? The look that Lana was giving 
Tom, showed he had little choice but to agree, that he would definitely love to. Sure, he said, eliciting a nod from Christine. Almost as soon as Tom learned to walk in shoes with heels, Cat and Amber were teaching him how to dance like a girl. It's only natural if you're training a guy to fulfill a woman's role at homecoming. You need to have him capable of dancing. He spent a lot of time in one of the girls' arms dancing around their basement or family room. He knew what to do once Matt got him out on the floor. It was strange to think of himself as a girl dancing with a guy, but he certainly did his best to act like it. Matt was a perfect gentleman and didn't let his hands wander too far. You have kind of a strong grip, said Matt, noticing the way Tom was holding his hand. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't be, he replied. I kind of like knowing you're there. Some girls just give you the wet fish. You're a good dancer, said Tom. Well, if you like the way I dance, he said, how would you like to come to homecoming with me? As the date of a football player, you'll get to go on the field and everything. Um, um, well, Tom stammered before he saw the girls spying them through the kitchen doorway. I'd be delighted to. Matt put his arms around Tom and kissed him full on the lips. Tom was startled, but kissed him back. Unfortunately for Tom, he later found out that Amber captured it on her fancy cell phone, just as she had pictures of us dancing earlier. Aside from the pictures, the girls got exactly what they wanted. They now had a prom date for Tom. He wasn't happy about it. But he also took Nikki's threat of finding him a worse date seriously. When they left the party, the girls were giddy. They looked like they had just won the lottery, and Tom looked like he had just lost his best friend. As the two sissies walked into the living room, holding hands, they could see the excitement on the faces of the girls. Everybody knew that they were sissies, even the women that Tom didn't personally know. What the hell, Nick? whispered Tom. How long have you been dressing up like this? Don't call me Nick. The girls will punish us severely if we use our male names. I'd get used to it if I were you. Okay, fine, I'll call you Selena. But how long have you been dressing like this? The same as you, I imagine, since high school. Why didn't you ever tell me? asked Tom. Again, the same reason you didn't. It's humiliating. And I thought I was the only one. Hey, no talking, you two, ordered Cat. We have more important things for your mouths to be doing. Melissa got up from her seat and motioned to a large, overstuffed chair that she had been sitting in. 
here you go, girls. Nick and Tom squeezed themselves into the chair. What Tom was feeling wasn't very different than what he had felt when he was 18 and found himself at the mercy of all these girls. But this time, he wasn't alone. He hadn't seen Nick in many years, but he had good memories of him. It's great that old friends like Selena and Kaylee have found each other again. After all these years, said Melissa, loud enough for all of her friends to hear it. Friends with benefits, joked Lana. Now, let's not be crude, said Kat. It's been a while since our two guests of honor have seen each other. I'm sure they won't be making love to each other the first time they meet again. Of course, there are other ways they can show how much they missed each other without having sex, said Amber. I think we all would love to see some affectionate, sweet making out. That's an excellent idea, agreed Melissa. I'm sure our girls would enjoy it a lot. Suddenly, both Tom and Nick felt the spotlight upon them. They would be on display in front of all the girls, who would punish them for the slightest misdeed, but who would take delight in humiliating them for compliance. Of course, we'd love to, said Nick demurely. His eyes were cast on his own high heels and his own demeanor was submissive and innocent. Tom got the impression that Nick had received more training and discipline than he had. She was certainly more compliant. As the party wore on, Nick and Tom kissed and hugged. It wasn't like this was new to Tom, but he let Nick take the lead. The two of them were definitely the entertainment but the guests were mostly happy to enjoy themselves, catching up and mingling while watching the strange entertainment that Nick and Tom were providing. Unfortunately for Tom, as the party wore on and the guests drank more and more, they weren't going to be satisfied with the PG-rated version of humiliation for long. They wanted a much more explicit show. Melissa and Kat strode forward and removed both sissies' chastity cages. Oh, you two look so sweet together, teased Amber, as she turned her phone towards the two sissies. Tom thought she was snapping a picture, but even worse, she was taking a video. Come on, girls, said Kat. Don't get shy now. Why don't you start by rubbing each other's legs? They look great in those heels and hose too, don't they? Tom was repulsed at doing this to another male. But at least it wasn't sexual contact, so... Slowly, he began to follow Kat's orders. You're not petting cats, boys. I want to see lust, directed Amber. 
That's better, said Cat. As they began to show more enthusiasm, even if it was faked. Doesn't that feel nice? If he had been honest with himself, Tom would have to admit that it did. Against his will, he was beginning to feel his dick stirring inside his panties. Tom hoped that it wouldn't be noticeable to the girls and that they wouldn't hear his heavy breathing or the slight moans he was making either. You two make a very cute couple, said Melissa. I'm so glad we took the time to do your nails, Tom. Why don't you move the sexy's hands up a little higher now? Come on, under each other's skirts they go. Please, pleaded Tom. If you stop now, we have plenty of pictures to ruin you two with, reminded Lana. It felt very weird to be robbing another guy there again particularly one who had been his friend during the most awkward years. Nick's panties and stockings were so soft and feminine. But then there was the shaft of his poking out and ruining the illusion that his hairless skin was creating. As Tom touched it, he began to realize that Nick was almost as turned on as he was. Melissa lifted the sissy's skirts so the dress wouldn't be in the way of their hands massaging each other. Tom knew if the video ever got out, he was dead. Some naughty guys are getting very turned on, said Melissa. It sure looks like they are, but we can hardly call them guys, can we? asked Amber. It's just wonderful to have them dressed up for our amusement again, agreed Cat. They are such sluts, added Lana. Let's take their love to the next level, said Amber. Now grab each other's shafts and pull them out of your panties. But just do it delicately with your fingertips so that we can see your nails. Tom groaned. The days leading up to homecoming had been a blur of activity. It seemed that the girls got so wrapped up in getting Tom ready that they forgot to get ready themselves. There was a lot of last-minute dress and accessory buying for each of them, long after Tom's entire outfit had been picked out. Tom had been able to avoid spending too much time with Matt, but the girls required nearly nightly phone calls. They made it very clear to him that they wanted to see Tom act like he and Matt were totally in love with each other. Matt was definitely head over heels already, but it was up to Tom to do his part. And if he didn't, there would be serious repercussions. All the girls began homecoming day at Kat's older sister, Gina's salon. It was normally a very feminine place, but it became even more so with the presence of so many girls getting ready for homecoming. 
Three local high schools had all picked up the same date for their dance. And it meant getting an appointment was a very difficult thing to do. This was especially true if you didn't have an older sister to warn you things were filling up fast. The humiliation obviously didn't begin with Tom's hair. The girls had long made sure his legs, arms, underarms, and chest were all perfectly smooth and well-groomed before arriving at the salon. Then there was the matter of the shopping trips for the perfect dress plus more accessories than he even knew the girls needed. He expected to be under Gina's watchful eye, but instead he was introduced to a nail technician named Kim. She was a beautiful Korean girl, and she obviously knew Tom's whole story. He could tell by the way she had to suppress a giggle when she shook his hand. She immediately went to work on Tom's toes. Tom guessed she must have known a lot about his situation, because she knew his dress color well enough to match the polish to the dress. It seemed a bit obsessive to Tom, but Melissa really liked the idea when she saw it. I like it, but I hope you'll make it really fancy, said Kat, admiring Kim's handiwork. I'm going to do my most romantic homecoming nails for her, replied Kim. Rhinestones and hearts are just perfect for homecoming. Tom's toes only had to be painted although she gave him a full pedicure. His fingernails, on the other hand, were far too short for the glamour length that the girls had in mind. Cheerfully, Kim applied silk wraps to his nails, leaving him with a very pretty and convincing set of fake nails that extended well past his normal nails. She had just finished up when Nikki and Amber came in carrying coffees for everybody. You've really outdone yourself. His nails look fabulous, exclaimed Amber. Kim just smiled, saying, I think they look great. I think we're done here, Gina. Thanks, Kim. You're the best, replied Gina appreciatively. Watching you work your magic on him. Is going to be so much fun, said Melissa. Thank you, said Gina. I think we definitely made the right choice with his hair. But don't get so wrapped up in him that you don't allow enough time for yourself. I wouldn't dream of it, replied Melissa, though I'm not too nervous. My homecoming date is really just a friend. The thrill of this one will be watching our Cinderella here. You wouldn't want her carriage turning into a pumpkin, agreed Gina. Gina led Tom back to her station. As they walked through the rapidly filling salon, he asked Gina, Why didn't you do my nails? I do nails, Princess, but Kim is an artist. She did such an amazing job on your nails. Nobody would ever mistake your hands for being the slightest bit male now. Tom recognized a few of the girls from his classes in the salon, but fortunately, none of them recognized him.
Lana told him he could wear his male clothes to the salon. And he was now very grateful that he didn't take her up on the offer. If he had been dressed as a guy, everyone would have recognized him. To help hide his identity without appearing too feminine, he had opted for a pair of leggings in baby blue and a tunic-style top in magenta with the word princess in a flowing pink script. He felt humiliated, but Lana gave him a tough choice of either that outfit or a pair of his own jeans and a sleeveless shirt. Fortunately, so many of the girls were from different grades or different schools that none of them recognized him. When Gina finally began on Tom's hair, she walked around him, taking in his hair like an artist working on a sculpture. His hair had grown more than an inch and a half since the girls had begun his training, and it was now the perfect length for the mad stylist plans. She clearly wanted his hair to look absolutely perfect for homecoming. She was very careful with every snip of her scissors. She didn't finish until 90 minutes had passed. Tom even caught Nikki yawning as she watched his transformation. All the girls gave Gina high points on Tom's short tresses, which looked the epitome of a stylish girl at homecoming's hair. I think Matt is going to be all over his date now, joked Nikki. Tom just rolled his eyes. I think she's got her mind on what Matt is packing, taunted Lana. Well, if she plays her cards right, she might get to see it tonight, teased Angela, adding to his humiliation. He didn't find her joking around particularly mean-spirited. The tone had changed a little bit, but he couldn't help feeling sorry for himself with the predicament the girls had trapped him in. By the time Gina was done with him, his makeup and nails were flawless, and his hair was the equal of anybody else's in the salon. He still had a bit of a flat chest, but nobody would look at him and think he was anything but a young woman that he appeared to be. After sitting like what seemed forever, waiting for the other girls to get nearly the same treatment that Tom did, they were finally ready to leave the shop. It was still several hours until homecoming time, but an elaborate ruse had been necessary. Now, do some kissing for the camera, sissies, directed Amber. Fuck off, barked Tom. He was about to get to his feet. But soon Lana was pushing down on his shoulders. You might want to rethink your attitude real fast, little sister, said Lana calmly. We can just sell you to the highest bidder, and let me tell you, the mean ones are always willing to pay the most. Look, said Tom, I'm cooperating, but this is too much. I just snapped. You're only getting started, warned Melissa. This is what we call baby steps. See that it doesn't happen again, warned Amber. 
Now stroke those shafts for us, and while you do that, we want to see some kissing, said Melissa. Come on, make it good, demanded Cat. While stroking each other's dicks, their lips met. The whole time Tom could hear the phones around the room taking picture after picture. Then again, what difference did it make when they were already getting video footage? If these ever got out, he would be ruined. Very nice, ladies, but we need some tongue, said Cat. Open your mouths and get those tongues working. The sissies' tongues danced in each other's mouths, causing them both to get harder and harder. Tom began to worry he would come, but he couldn't, not like this. This is great, sissies, said Amber. I can't wait to see the video. I don't know, said Lana. Something is missing, but I can't put my finger on it. I know, beamed Melissa. Okay, sissies, get up. Kaylee, get on your knees. What? Tom protested, hoping he had misheard. Do what I told you, ordered Lana. In fact, come over here. Tom approached Lana tentatively. But as soon as he was within her grasp, she spun him around and, taking her own belt, proceeded to spank him hard. By the time she finished, he was blubbering for her to stop and tears were streaking down his cheeks. Melissa blotted the tears with a tissue that she wouldn't wreck his makeup or look unhappy for the camera. Are you going to give us any more trouble, sissy? asked Amber. All Tom could do was sniffle and try not to cry. But he somehow managed a weak yes and dropped to his knees. Now, show me what a good girl you can be. By sucking off your man, ordered Amber. <laughs> I'd hardly call Selena a man, joked Cat. She does have a point there, agreed Melissa. I don't want to suck cock, protested Tom. Who asked what you want, scoffed Cat. I have a belt too, now cooperate. You want to keep us happy. Tom warily opened his mouth and Lana pushed Nick forward. Nick was no happier to stick his dick down his friend's throat, but he too complied. That's a good girl. Now slowly work it back and forth, back and forth. Such a good little slut you are, Kaylee, teased Amber. Tom closed his eyes as he sucked so he wouldn't have to see Nick, even though he looked like a fairly attractive woman. Tom didn't want to think about what he was doing. He knew it would all be caught on video, and many pictures as Lana stepped forward and pushed Nick's member further into his mouth. He could feel his erection grow larger, and he felt the sickening taste of precum hitting the back of his throat. Oh God, I can't hold it in anymore, cried Nick. Tom could feel Nick's shaft stiffening and twitching, 
Then his old friend began to shoot his load right into Tom's throat. He tried to pull away, but Lana was too quick and moved behind him, holding him firmly in place. She pulled on his hair to yank his head back and make the calm drip down his throat. And you had better swallow every single drop, bitch. With cameras snapping away, Tom drained Nick dry. His dick went limp and he pulled off. Sitting on the floor, still confused and ashamed of what he had just done, but thrilled to be receiving his first orgasm in months. You two are so good at this, said Melissa. I mean, I bet Cat could find you modeling work. You know I could, Cat agreed. I even got shots of the cum stains on Kaylee's face and lips. I bet you'll be one of the biggest stars on the internet if these pictures ever get out there, said Amber. Shall we have them switch positions? asked Lana. I've got a better idea, said Cat. Let's let them rest up first. Can I use a spare bedroom? Absolutely, said Lana. I'll come with. And that was part four of Surprise Sissification, a five-part series written by me and Claudia Acosta and narrated by Shayla Aspasia. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's wonderful to have her back recording with us. It's been a while, and she just does a wonderful job. Um, next week, I don't know what we're going to be playing, but I do have... A short one, maybe seven minutes from Mistress DJ. We might do that. Um, there's a bunch of things. So hopefully we'll have a wonderful show next week too. And I will be here. I hope you will be as well. Have a wonderful week. Take care.